Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman, as the announcer just said. Joining me in studio is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Chris Woodward. Good morning. And we're in Tupelo, Mississippi. That's our headquarters. And our good friend, Dr. Ray Pritchard, is in Kansas City on the Kansas side. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Hey, is uh, doing well? Has the uh, severe weather moved through? Tim, uh, we are in the middle of a ginormous, the technical term, a, gin- <laughs> a ginormous blizzard slash snowstorm that started about wow. six hours ago. We're getting about one or two inches an hour now. I was out shoveling snow at 6.30, and then it everything I shoveled, was replaced in about 30 minutes, and I shoveled again, and I shoveled about 30 minutes ago. I think I think we've got here at our house about seven inches, and it is just wow. coming down unbelievably. Are you are you serious? Wow. I'm totally Look serious. out the totally. window right now. Is it still? still? Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, yeah I'm looking right out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> be oh, a, yes. That would oh, be an yes. affirmative. Oh. Be definitely. An affirmative. Definitely. Wow. Well. Uh, is that the storm that's coming our way? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, here in uh, Tupelo, thing. we're mm-hmm. we're getting a. We might trade you snow for tornadoes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard I you mean, guys are under a tornado watch mm-hmm. there, right? Wonderful. Yeah. You can't yeah. spell Mississippi without tornado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, it is. I'm looking at the. For those who don't care about the weather, <laughs> just just uh, put Humorous. us on, put us on mute for a couple of minutes here because uh, you got. Uh, as you get older, the weather matters more. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why that is. It's a phenomenon. Uh, I think it's in Proverbs uh, somewhere. But anyway, yeah, I'm looking right now, and uh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Kansas City and that, that northern Missouri is getting hammered with snow, and and then the, uh, I guess the severe thunderstorms are already rolling through the the. Uh, well, I feel like a Weather Channel meteorologist right here. Yes, and uh, I'm, I'm really bad at it, but uh, <laughs> I, I sound, you know, sound really bad. If you can hear our voices, stay inside. <laughs> yeah, moving through the Ohio Valley now is uh, the landmass between Louisiana and Alabama today may get tornadoes. The yeah. landmass. We, we, it is if you know how they. You look on the map, and uh, they'll they'll the, the weather map, the Weather Channel, and the, and the They'll do the outer ring is like yellow, and then the right. inner yeah. ring, and yeah, the very yeah. ring is the inner sanctum yeah. uh, uh, of severe weather is like red. Well, we're in the bullseye of the red today. Ooh, so awesome! Yeah. that's just great. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's all good. We have a, we got a roof on the building. And I told like I told Tim yesterday when we we all were aware that we were going to have severe weather today. I told him I said, well, you know, we've really had like 10 days to two weeks of beautiful weather. I really shouldn't complain tomorrow 
but I will. <laughs> exactly right. The ironic right. thing is today's devotion was about being happy and choosing to be happy. Right. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Looking at you, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, yeah. shoving the yeah, word right. in my face. That last day Make on here feel, was glorious. Right. Make me feel bad. So anyway, I hope everybody stays safe, but it, it is bad, bad weather across probably 50% of the country today mm-hmm. all right you're listening to today's issues yeah tell folks uh if they are wanting to join us on uh, well by the way brent creeley our producer brent are we out of youtube timeout yet uh no sir we're not we're still in youtube timeout so okay when are, we uh, are you letting air out of a I, hot, hot sound, air balloon i don't know. like a waterfall yeah there. i don't know what's going on with them he's working there. remote but <laughs> what is what you, you don't know what's causing that sound when you talk listen yeah, um, I'll look at that. Hey, just after be the quiet sh- just a second. That's kind of soothing. Listen. You're listening to oh, it the sounds PGA like what No, you guys be quiet. We're in nature. <laughs> Listen. Huh? I think that's the opposite of nature. That, 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 that's, that's caused a, that's by a, technology. That's a hammock with a waterfall in the background right there is what that was. <laughs> we'll have uh, that soon enough, Tim. Back to the weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, so Brent's getting a new uh, some new earphones on here. So All right. maybe we don't hear the waterfall in the background. Okay, so I... Well, we, we want to find out now. Now we got to find out if about YouTube timeout. Well, I will let me let me tell folks about those who want to access on Facebook. Yes, you can go to Facebook. We're still free there. We're still free. We're free range. Oh, We're roaming around, <laughs> free range. <laughs> huh? This is a free range radio program. And if you go to um, Facebook and type in today's issues, that's the name of this program. You'll be able to watch us do radio. For those of you who are watching, we're giving you a wave shout out now folks also if you would like to listen to american family radio programming and you don't have uh, a terrestrial radio station in your area first of all i'm not sure how you're listening to what i'm saying but if you are going to be under those circumstances you can go to afr.net we stream all the audio for our radio programs there live you can also get podcasts of past programs that you've missed if you're going to be traveling on the road and you won't be able to listen to the radio station you love on your uh on a terrestrial radio station you can simply download the afr app and listen to us yes i'm talking about us right here anywhere you go as long as you have a uh, good and strong signal all right so uh anyway brent back to back to the question youtube put us in timeout last week for a week that's Correct. Yes. Okay. So, but when I went this morning to check YouTube, yeah, they still have us in timeout, but does not give me a time of when we come out of timeout. So, so it's longer than a week. So, th- what they told us last week was actually misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, yes, that's good. Yes, yeah. So we're yes, going to put YouTube yes. in timeout. That's right. That's right. Now. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully we'll we'll come off that. Uh, Today or, or tomorrow, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, but YouTube, for those who don't know, YouTube put us in timeout last week for, well, we don't know what. We have our guests. They don't tell you. They don't get specific. They did tell us, Tim. We violated their community standards. Yeah, and we have to figure out what those community <laughs> standards are. That's right. right. So it's like being on Wheel of Fortune <laughs> or something like that. You have to figure out how, to, how many vowels you need to take a chance on. My, the actually, th- 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 that reminds me. Every once in a while when I was growing up, uh-huh. my my mom 
would smack me in the back of the head. Yeah. And I'd say, what was that for? And she said, that's for doing something I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's true. <laughs> that's for doing whatever it is I don't know that's about. Right. You've done something. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> Did you ever do that to your kids? No, oh, no, no. That's funny. And she she didn't she didn't haul off I and know. whack me, but it was yeah. just got your attention. Got yeah. my attention. Yeah. All right. So anyway, but we are live streaming on Facebook. If you want to take advantage of that uh, and just type in today's issues, and we post the stories that we discuss uh, on there, so you can have access to the. Same information that we use to talk about what's happening in the news. Chris, go ahead. Well, there's some uh, a strange situation going along uh, the Russia-Ukraine border this morning. And I say that because Ukraine and Moscow-backed separatists are trading accusations of shelling one another along the border. Um, the U.S., in fact, uh, the Biden administration says war appears imminent now after shelling on the Ukraine front line. But again, Ukraine and these Russian-backed rebels are saying, you did it. No, you did it. Uh, there is some uh, disturbing images that Reuters has this morning of uh, what is identified as a kindergarten. Uh, a lot of bricks and stuff, a lot of damage laying around there. I don't see anything about a uh, number of injuries or deaths, which is good news. Uh, perhaps they've vacated this area in anticipation that uh, war or some sort of conflict may break out. But uh, the Biden administration has been saying for a long time now that some sort of war uh, may erupt at any moment. And uh, this is not good news, especially for an administration that is um, dealing with a lot of things right now. Ed? Well, and uh, this has been something that's been going on. The president and his administration warning that any day now, any moment now, any hour now, uh, the Russians are going to invade Ukraine. That's been kind of going on for two weeks. And uh, there were some reports earlier that uh, the Russians were withdrawing some of their troops from the border of Ukraine, but uh, NATO officials said there is no evidence of that. And so we'll have to wait and see. This is, you know, the we, you don't want this to turn into something uh, broader mm -hmm. Uh, I, we don't, you know, we're, no one's pulling for war between Russia and Ukraine anyway, but, uh, these kinds of things, especially with a NATO alliance, you don't want anything going wrong in a, a, uh, a European war breaking out, the Chinese try to take advantage right. in Taiwan, et cetera, et cetera. This could escalate quickly. So folks pray that this will, uh, uh, fizzle and, uh, people will regain their senses. Right. Uh, you've been to the Ukraine how many times? I've been twice. have a lot of friends over there. And it just seems to me Mr. Putin has, has held the upper hand in this all the way along. He's got his troops there. He's threatening to move in. There's something going on. They're exchanging shots back and forth. Uh, I think for the moment, I find it unlikely. That's just a personal prediction. I find it unlikely that Mr. Putin is going to invade because I think he's almost gotten everything he could want without the trouble and the PR disaster that a shooting war would would undergo. I think he's outfoxed Joe Biden every step along the way and has already gotten basically what he would have gotten if he had. Uh, and, and let's face it, a war in Ukraine would be terrible, terrible from a public relations point of view and a terrible amount of suffering on the ground. So I agree with you, Ed. We need to pray that uh, there would be no war uh, I certainly, I, I certainly hope nothing comes of this. Now, yeah, what, what were you over there for? I'm just curious. Doing Bible teaching at a 
Bible Institute outside of Kiev. Been there a couple of times, found the people, big-hearted, generous, warm, friendly, Ukrainian people. Really, really, they, they love Americans. They were glad we were there. It's beautiful, beautiful, fertile country, like the breadbasket of Europe, right? There's a lot of farming that goes on there, and uh, a lot of the, the engine of the economy of Europe in a lot of ways uh, is in Ukraine. So I greatly enjoyed my time there, and that just gives a personal reason for me to pray for peace. And, and uh, your sense of the uh, the, uh, the spiritual um, climate there in Ukraine, I, we, we, the church I used to pastor, we supported a uh, missionary who would go there and do the same thing as you're talking about, teaching, Bible teaching, and and helping uh, with train pastors, pastors, train pastors. And w- is, is that a fairly Christian country, or is this a small minority of Christians, or what? No, if you consider if you consider a thousand years of history, there has been Christian witness in there in various forms for many centuries. But what has happened? The people were under Soviet domination for many years. Then they threw off that, and so I would say that the state of the Ukrainian people spiritually is they are hungry, they are searching. They are looking for answers. I think they certainly know that the government is not going to deliver them uh, personally. And so uh, it's a wonderful day for evangelical Christians of all varieties to be taking the gospel to the people of Ukraine because there is an openness there that would not have been true 40 or 50 years ago. One other question about the people there in Ukraine. Are are they... um are they similar to Russian people? Um, I guess Russian people are diverse too. You know, you, you're talking about a, a land from Siberia. I mean, that's a vast so right, to sure. say quote the Russian people. But I'm talking about uh, they're 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 kin, aren't they? Uh, or not? Well, absolutely, absolutely. And the further east you go in Ukraine the more you get the Russian influence. The further west you go in the Ukraine, or in Ukraine, the more you get what you might call Western European influence. And so when I was there we at the Bible Institute, we taught in Russian because that's the language everybody knows. But there is the Ukrainian language, and they told me, go to the east, you hear more Russian. Go to the west, you hear a lot more Ukrainian. So, yes, there is a there's a close historical tie. I mean, they're right on yeah. the doorstep yeah. of Russia. That's one of the—I mean, Mr. Putin's trying to get a, a ring of protection around his country. That's one of the things driving what's happening in Ukraine right now. It, it, it does highlight one—and then we can move on, but— um, it does kind of highlight how tricky it is to draw lines around territory and say this is the nation of Ukraine, this is the nation of Russia, because people might willingly say, okay, I'm a member, we're, we live in Ukraine, and that's our country. But uh, sometimes ethnic difference, differences and distinctions are, are deeper than that. And you, you can run into trouble. I'm thinking about the former uh, nation of Czechoslovakia, how, how that just kind of splintered when it broke up because, you know, they, this group says, no, we're not that. You know, you may be Czech, but we're Slovaks. And, and so it is, it is a little tricky, and it's not always easy to hold a nation together like that. Mm-hmm. Chris, go ahead. Well, um, let's, get some, let's get in some other news here. This is, this is big, uh, and it continues in the news cycle. We've done our, our stories on AFN.net. But Finnish members of parliament Pavi Rosanen and Lutheran Bishop Pujana P- 
Pohoja uh, were in a courtroom today, or this week rather, facing up to two years in prison. Their crime, guys, is expressing religious views in a country where they have the right to free speech. To my Finland? Yes. Now, Rosnan faces three charges of ethnic agitation for a 2004 pamphlet for taking part in a discussion on a radio show in 2019 and more recently for tweeting a picture of the Bible and sharing scripture with her church leadership denouncing their support of LGBTQ issues. Okay, why don't we bring this up, Ed? Well, this is, uh, in my opinion, this is what you get with the left. I'm talking about the secularists on the on the left part of the political spectrum, this is what they'd want to do in this country. I, I firmly believe it. I wouldn't have said that 10 years ago, but I firmly believe it now. In this case in Finland, uh, one of these individuals, I'm not going to even try to pronou- pronounce the name, but... Um, you, you want me to? Yeah, <laughs> you can. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. <laughs> this this uh, Rosanen or Rosanen. whatever, mm-hmm. uh, she said th- in this Fox News article... The prosecutor compared the Bible to Mein Kampf. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the kind of attitude you get from the left, right. that if you believe the Bible, you are de facto a hater. We see that with the SPLC. You believe in marriage that marriage is between a man and a woman. You're a hate group. And if they could in this country, they would put us on trial. I just oh, yeah. I just believe. And what we're getting is a, a view in advance of... What would happen in this country if, if we don't fight back? If we don't fight back. Yeah. And we are. Mm-hmm. Right. We are American Family Association, American Family Radio, and many other groups and peoples and individuals are fighting back against the secular leftists in this right. country who want to put us, uh, who want to round us up, literally, figuratively, right, and uh, and ruin our lives. Uh, those of, well, and, and that's what they're trying to do with this lady. Lady, is she a pastor or what is she? She's a, a member of parliament. Her husband uh, has okay, she's just a member of church. And then position. there's a bishop, too, she, right? She's a member of parliament in Finland who happens to be a Christian. Correct. She's in trouble. We got this story posted? Yeah, well, we covered it a couple of weeks ago as she was nearing uh, her trial. This update on Fox News, for example, is because she was actually in the courtroom. Okay, so, but uh, go to our Facebook page for today's issues, and we have the information here on her. Mm-hmm. Because the reason, and the reason we say, well, why are you bringing this one person up in Finland, is for the reasons Ed just mentioned, Ray. This is going on uh, in Canada. This is going on in in other other parts. UK in, in the West, in yep. the West, which is considered free and open democracies. Uh, the attack is on Ray the the, the conservative message in general, but more specifically, the Christian message. Look, number one, she's a member of parliament, which ought to be a position of, of high prominence and high privilege and ought to earn you some respect. So here's a woman who's a Christian. She's a member of the parliament in Finland. That's a, that's a noble position that she holds. She didn't say anything, Tim, that Christians haven't been saying for 2,000 years. She didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. She didn't write anything that could remotely be called hate speech. It's the simple fact that she spoke out in terms of what we understand as traditional Christian teaching on human sexuality. For that and that alone, she's being attacked. And in that sense, Tim, this is a this is a preview of what is coming soon to us here in the United States, and, which and, is one reason we are trying to fight back. And and let me let me just speak to our. I've done this before, 
I'm going to try to be gentle here, but to our brothers and sisters who say what Christians ought to be doing is only preaching the gospel, which we all agree is of paramount importance for the church, but who then go on to say, don't mess around with politics. We're not called to do that. It's a messy business, uh, et cetera. We are looking at a Christian in Finland on trial for the Bible, posting things on their own church website. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're, we're, this this wasn't a lady who went out with a pamphlet and put it under the windshield wipers of everybody at the mall. This was a pamphlet posted on the church website. So if you think it's easier to preach the gospel in Finland than it is mm-hmm. in the United States, you're naive. We can we can preach in the we can legally take a pamphlet and put it under windshield wipers at the mall in this country because people have fought for religious freedom. It's important to stay engaged in what's happening in politics because it directly impacts our freedom to preach the gospel. Hey, the uh, secular lefties in this country are already doing this in America with some success. What's happened to this lady Christian parliament member in Finland? Remember what happened to Kelvin Cochran? Yeah. Yes. The former he was the he was the chief of <clears throat> he was the fire chief mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. He uh had he was a Christian man. He 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 had a pamphlet or a, a Bible study book uh, that he produced on his own time for his own church for his own men's group, mm-hmm. and in in that was a reference to homosexuality being a sin. A couple paragraphs. That was all it was in this book. Yeah, yeah. But which, which is clearly the Bible teaches that homosexuality is a sin in the eyes of God. I mean, it has that's two thousand years right. that's been taught. It's only until recently that that's been considered a hateful view. Right. Uh, so uh, he was fired. Now he was fired for that. By, yes. By the mayor. In Atlanta, this is what six years ago or so. Now we've it's had him. On, we've had him on since. Now he won. He he, he went to court. Mm-hmm. Right. Sued the city of Atlanta. Said I was unfair, unfairly fired for my religious uh, views in my own private time. Right. And he did win. He won his case. Uh, but we see another example: of Jack Phillips out in Colorado, Christian a Christian uh, florist. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Baker. No, Baker. He was a Baker. Baker. Yeah. We got florist. We got that, that going on too. And uh, and the, you got the secular lefties going after him because uh, he won't he won't uh, you know do flower arrangements for uh, to men getting married. So what do you do? You shut him down. You harass him. So uh, I'm saying that, that, that I mean, there's other examples of this. We've talked about this over the years, but this is the point that uh, they these people will destroy the lives of Christians for for their belief in the Bible. Uh, and you know you can't argue with these folks about uh, God hates uh, God. We, we hate the sin and love the sinner, right? Which is a reasonable. I don't. I don't know why you can't accept that. I hate uh, alcoholism, right? But I don't hate the alcoholic, right? And okay. parents would say the same thing. I remember Carol O'Connor who played the part of Archie Bunker on All in the Family, his son died because of a drug overdose. And I'll never forget a PSA he did, public service announcement, where he said to parents, he said, parents, 
get between yourself and drugs. I mean, between your kids and drugs. Do whatever you have to do to keep them from getting on drugs. He hated, and he wouldn't put it this way, yes. but he hated the sin but loved his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the teaching, we do that all the time. And the teaching, the historical teaching in Christianity is, and this isn't just for homosexuality; it's for all sin. I mean, right? Oh yeah. And that is that sin separates us from God, and God hates the sin, but loves the sinner. So there, there. But but we get unfairly, we uh, Christians get unfairly characterized as haters. And we just, just because we believe in what the scripture says about human sexuality. Right. We'll be back momentarily. So they asked me to enter my email address. And the next thing I know, I start getting emails from companies I never even knew existed. What's up with that? Here at the American Family Association, you have our word that we won't give away sell, or lease your email address to any other organization or company. We're thankful when you take the time to subscribe to AFA Action Alerts, One Million Moms, Engage Magazine, or any of our other online newsletters. You know, we fill up our spiritual heritage tours each year several months in advance, so we're letting you know now. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. I know a lot of folks make their plans for travel, for vacation and such early in the year, and you have to take off for work and things of that nature. So we're letting you know when our June and September tours are. Just go to our website, spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. There's two tours. There's one to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown, and then there's a separate trip, but they're back-to-back to to Washington, D.C. and to George Washington's Mount Vernon. So if you want to go on those tours with us, just go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com, and check out all the info. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Even parents in far-left San Francisco have had enough of woke school boards. Voters there overwhelmingly chose to recall three left-wing school board members, all three falling in landslide defeats, losing by more than 72% of the vote. Parents say they were sick and tired of school lockdowns, mask mandates, and woke ideology. At least 44 schools have already been renamed, including a school named after Abraham Lincoln and one named after Thomas Jefferson. The school board even voted to remove a historic mural of George Washington from George Washington High School. The mural has not been destroyed pending a court battle. The school board said both former presidents were relics of a white supremacist history. You know, if your policies are too woke for San Francisco, there's a pretty good chance you're a communist. My latest book, A Prophetic Word on the Socialist Takeover of America, Culture, Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation, available at ToddStearns.com. 
Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at 1millionmoms.com. That's 1millionmoms.com. And thanks. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.13 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. We thank you for listening. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Ed Battagliano and Chris Woodward in studio with me, and uh, Ray Pritchard uh, is in Kansas City, KS. We're talking, uh, we've been talking there about, uh, well, a lot of subjects the last half hour. And uh, Chris, you got a new one? I do. I actually have a new story that's uh, kind of unfolding this morning. Is um, it unfolding, Chris? <laughs> it is unfolding, developing, breaking. As we speak? Yes, it sure is. Tell us what's unfolding. In federal court of all places. Uh, the Texas Public Policy Foundation, which has an office of attorneys that represents people in all kinds of situations, uh, they're representing Texas Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne, She's suing the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to try to halt enforcement of the CDC's mask mandates on airplanes. And they argue the CDC does not have the authority to impose masks mandates on uh, people flying on airplanes. I've got some sound here. Uh, This is attorney Matt Miller of Texas Public Policy Foundation, clip 11. We represent uh, Texas Representative Beth Van Dyne, uh, and we are suing the CDC over their requirement that people wear masks on airplanes. Um, The argument uh, isn't whether or not someone should wear a mask. Uh, The point is that the CDC doesn't have the authority to order people to wear masks under the statute they're claiming the authority under. So the case is fundamentally a separation of powers case, where Congress hasn't given this authority to the CDC, and so they're exercising it illegally. Now, I don't know that people would say this publicly, but this lawsuit probably has a lot of supporters because people are tired of wearing the masks on the airplanes, uh, oftentimes you see people saying, well, you know, Governor so-and-so in New Jersey, of all places, is getting rid of masks. Why do I have to wear one in an airplane? Well, I, I, he, we've again, I've, we've talked about this a lot on the program and on issues previous to this, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that these big alphabet uh, departments and um, bureaucratic Agencies, agencies uh, are doing that aren't really constitutional, and we just—it's well, almost like the horse is out of the barn. What are you going to do? Right. I mean, Congress does give authority to some of these groups, you know, whether it's FEMA or OSHA or whatever. We we saw OSHA trying to do the mandates, and and uh, Congress just has fallen down on its job. They don't really 
give much oversight, and these groups basically right, do what ahead. they want until they get sued. Well, look, we all agree they should drop the mask mandate on the planes. I just think, hey, I'm all in favor of this lawsuit. I think, Chris, it's not going to succeed until maybe Illinois, New York, and California completely drop their mask mandates. Maybe then the courts will follow. This does beg the question, though, as the attorney's talking about there. I hadn't even really thought about this much. But uh, what Ed's talking about there with these these agencies that, that are part of the federal government that are uh, really ad- uh, overseen by the uh, executive branch, right, Ed? Mm-hmm. Well, it's yes, they're they're under the ex- executive branch, but they are em- empowered by Congress. Yeah, so it's kind of a blur. It's kind of kind of kind of like a hybrid. Yeah. So uh, the Centers for Disease Control, I wouldn't. I don't. I agree with the attorney. I, I'm not dismissing their work altogether. The mm-hmm. CDC. I'm just saying that. They don't have the authority constitutionally to impose laws. Uh, what amounts to laws? They they have. Uh, they, it seems to me they would have regular. They would have uh, recommendations, uh, and and those recommendations have been could be used to uh, enforce laws. But the laws would have to be passed by the Congress. Uh, the legislative branch. Well, except that what Congress does a, a lot of times is it basically gives a carte blanche to these mm-hmm. to these agencies, and it says you develop the policy and you implement it. It seems to me, I, I understand, and I'm I'm in like you guys, I'm in support of this lawsuit because it's kind of a last gasp at keeping the CDC off our backs. But what Congress ought to do is Congress, if they were doing their job. They would step in and they would call the, the you know, the head, various heads of the departments of the CDC before Congress and say, who gave you this authority? We're telling you, you don't have that authority. Yeah, and if the yeah. Congress wants to pass a law requiring a mask on airplanes, go for it. Right. Well, and they, that's the way But they don't be. do yeah. that because they're not on the hook. It's the CDC who does it. Oh, yeah. This is the same CDC that, by the way, that last year said people renting an apartment or a house didn't have to pay rent. The yes. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention right. got involved in real estate. Yeah, yes. It's, You're right. We need an overhaul here. Yeah. A dial back. Maybe this lawsuit can can go. That's in federal court, you say? It is. It's filed in the Wait. U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas, Fort Worth Division. You know what? Uh, just a, a story related to that was, was it uh, Delta and Southwest Airlines? Both they appealed to the CDC or to the federal government, what, two months ago to get rid of the mask on the airplanes mm-hmm. because they said it's unnecessary. The, the air is already as filtered as good as you can. It's like breathing outside, basically, is what they were saying yeah. here. And so we'll see where this goes. <laughs> I did see. Here where we live in, in, in northeast Mississippi, mask, I, I would say 10% of people are wearing masks now. Uh, I did see. See a, a lady in a in a car last night. Stopped at the post office. Bless her heart. She's by herself. Got, got her a mask. Got, got her mask <laughs> on. Got out of the car. Walked to the walked inside the post office. Put her letters in the mail. There's went, still went, there's went, still people who are afraid. Very afraid. Went of this. back to her car by yeah. herself. 
with her mask on. I just thought, mm, wow, that's that's fear right there. Yes, it is. I went um, and cashed a check the other day at my bank here in Tupelo, and uh, they, they don't require masks anymore inside. And I was like, finally, you know, I got to see a human being stamp my check. All I don't know what about it us was Is that about the same where you live, Ray? About 10% of people wearing masks? Uh, it seems to go up and down, Tim, depending on the level of, of fear-mongering that's coming out of the mainstream media. So mm-hmm. two weeks ago, it may have been 10%. It seems to me right now, maybe it's a little bit more than that. Go into the grocery store, see a few more masks than I did a few days ago. And, you know, you think to yourself, some of these people probably do have health conditions. Yes, sure. That, and they're scared. And, and they're legitimately yeah. concerned. Yes. You know, they, yes, they've I been agree going with that. chemotherapy or right. whatever, right? Yeah. And their immune system is weakened and they've right. got good reasons. Yes. But clearly, some people are just, they are living in a state of fear. And that fear, and I don't really blame them for that. Uh, blame I who? really, uh, I, the, the people who are living this way in fear because they're being fed fear-mongering daily by the mainstream media, they literally don't hear anything else. Right. Yeah, again, the, the studies show that the masks don't work. Uh, not Now, some masks work better than others. Right. We've talked about that before with the N95 mask right. sure. worn properly sure. right. <laughs> all day, every day when you're right. out in the public. Uh, and uh, that, they, that works a lot better. The, the cloth masks don't work at all, they're saying now. Right. And it's just... You just see somebody driving in their car with their mask on, and and bless, you just go, wow, you, you know that's scared right there. They now. must just believe that just the act of opening the door to right. their car lets the virus inside, and if they don't wear their mask, they'll breathe it in. I don't know what else they could be thinking. Yeah, it it, it they they would believe that it would it, maybe it. It, it sort of it, that the wind carries yeah it. or came in with them or on them I, I, that's got to be the only thing they're thinking is. or and i think some people may be doing this the mask is like putting on your shirt in the morning mm-hmm. right in right. other words they, they've so they're so attached to their mask now that they feel naked without it yeah, yeah. i mean really right uh and so it's anyway but that's a tiny minority of our fellow citizens out there but you see people driving down the road by themselves with their mask on. It's just, you know, you want to make a citizen's arrest. <laughs> <laughs> like Barney? Or, or, or you know, not, 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 not really to put them in jail, right, just to yes. pull them over and say, what, what, can I help you? Yeah. You, right. you just seem so tormented here in fear of something. Yeah. And I never will forget that when the virus first started, well, a few months. I think uh, we were we uh, had a group in Washington D.C. Uh, the the virus started what February March of what what was that twenty twenty? Yes, For, couple, here in the U.S. Couple, yeah, a couple decades ago. And uh, <laughs> it feels like uh, it. I know, right? It does. It does. Uh, so it's we start, but it, we were so that September we were in Washington D.C. with our group. Our June trip got canceled because of. Everything was shut down, but our September group we took, and we had, I don't know, 50, 60 people, and we were walking around the Capitol, and uh, a a congressman was speaking to us outside the Capitol, away from everybody. Well, the vast majority of our folks didn't have masks on because we were outside, and there was no need for it, right? Because 
Well, this fella this is jogging. Did I tell you all this story already? I think uh, I did. I, I've heard I did. it, but Pretend uh, like some I of our listeners haven't. Yeah. Okay, you had not heard it, Ray, have you? I have not. Okay, so this fella's jogging, right? <laughs> and he, he, he jogs up by us, uh, by our group, <clears throat> and he's got his mask on, and he's about 20 yards away, and then he pulls his mask down, and he starts <laughs> shouting at us that we don't care about people's health. We don't care if people die. We believe like that uh, idiot down there in the White House at the time it was Trump. Yeah. So you could tell he needed to vent, find some Trump voters right. to, to, <laughs> so he could unleash on, on us. And the, the funny thing about it was the, I think it was the congressman who turned to him and said, uh, Sir, would you please put your mask back on? <laughs> because he had pulled his mask down in order to, so he we could hear him shouting at us clearly. Yeah. Well, he was it, it, by his own uh, theory, he was projecting. Yes. Right. He was pr- potentially projecting COVID out to right. our group in the wide open. He uh, himself was a super spreader. He was a super spreader. Right. So right. you should. I never forget the look on his face when he pulled when, when he had to. Pull his mask back up because you you could tell he didn't want to because then he was. <laughs> Sir, can you pull your mask yeah. up so we can't hear what then you're he, saying? Then he couldn't have righteous indignation against those <laughs> MAGA idiots over there who are standing outside without mask on, walking that's, around our Capitol who don't care if people die. That was just one of those opportunities where you can you know be that good old Southerner and be like, yeah. bless your heart, yeah. <laughs> bless your heart. I know. I just. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff we were getting at first. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, people, you're walking outside. There's been, I, I, there's been no studies to show that you get COVID by walking down the street. Right. Huh? Uh, none. Even the CDC. So he, what's, what's the, uh, I think I've asked this question before. Uh, what's the male version of a Karen? Oh, you know? yeah. That's what he was. Yeah. So is there, is there a <laughs> well, word that they use? I think he identified as Karen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think he did, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to think Carol, but, anyway. you know, which can also be a guy's yeah. name. But you know seat. what? You know what? That's another example of uh, that uh, things that uh, we thought were maybe true two years ago, mm-hmm. even though everybody knew at the time, even even four or five months later, people weren't getting it from walking outside down the, right. out in the wide open. That wasn't happening. But here was a guy who, you know, is, is blasting us out of the water for uh for just and we were minding our own business over there yeah you know but he 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 knew he saw he saw that group of people without a mask on he just knew they were trump voters yeah and he was gonna guilt trip us as much as he possibly and it could. worked too didn't it um, didn't y'all feel really badly and put and rushed to put masks i don't on? think it worked with anybody <laughs> quite frankly but it, but it just, just but what what i'm saying is now if we were here today and he jogged by he couldn't really say anything legitimately because we now know that you can't get COVID right. in that way. Right. So again, which points to the points to the fact that so much of what was claimed to be quote the science mm-hmm. along the way, back especially early on, turns out now not to be the science at all. Right. But those f- people who use it to beat everybody over the head, they rarely go back and say, you know what, I was wrong about that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and apologize. And apologize. We were wrong about that one. Yeah. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Go, Chris. All right, uh, Amazon. 
has kicked Black Lives Matter off of its charity platform known as Amazon Smile as the social justice organization, air quotes, faces intense scrutiny for multiple states over the status of its financial windfall from 2020. Now, this move by Amazon, according to Washington Examiner, deprives Black Lives Matter of a major revenue source that has provided $306 million to U.S. charities and comes less than two years after Amazon itself donated $10 million to BLM and 11 other groups amid the nationwide unrest spurred by George Floyd's killing. But a big deal, a big announcement from Amazon here. Uh, So the organization Black Lives Matter, not the sentiment, as we say, everybody believes in the sentiment Black Lives Matter. In fact, all lives matter right in the eyes of God. Amen. However, the organization Black Lives Matter is a a socialist Marxist uh, outfit that's radical, okay? Uh, well, a lot of corporations and a lot of people gave them money after the George Floyd marches and so forth, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to so that they could say, "Look, uh, we're we're not racist. We gave money to Black Lives Matter. Right. Give, give us credit." Right. A lot of companies did that. The shakedown, uh, like Jesse Jackson used to do, you know, with companies. Yeah. Except now it's Black Lives Matter. You don't you don't give us money. Why not? You yeah, know. it was the Rainbow Coalition with Jesse Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I- anyway, what happened here now is this group got so much money so fast, and they signed up as a nonprofit. Well, let me tell you something: when you're a nonprofit organization, you got to keep good books. Mm-hmm. You got to be clean with the IRS and also with every single state. We know this in our work. You have to. Uh, provide information to the various states that you have proper accounting for your money and, uh, you know, so you have rules and regulations you have to follow. Now, they're not extraordinarily burdensome, they're, but they, the, the states want to keep people from defrauding their citizens, and the IRS wants to make sure you're not abusing uh, the, the tax-exempt status. Right. Uh, by, do, by as you claim to be a charity or a nonprofit, yet you're really a for-profit. Well, Black Lives Matter is in bad trouble right now. If you can ever be in good trouble, I don't know. <laughs> but they're in bad trouble. And the reason for it is this. The state of California is, uh, the, the state of California is going after Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. If you can believe that, I mean, they're very liberal mm-hmm. state, and they're saying Black Lives Matter is we're, we're well, what did they say exactly, Chris? Did they say we're we're investigating them? Yeah, uh, Democrat Attorney General Rob Bonta uh, gave them a deadline to come forth with their tax information to make sure that they've you know not been keeping money that they shouldn't. What keep. it appears to me, it appears to me, looking from the outside here, with I'm just going on the evidence, the uh, circumstantial evidence here mm-hmm. by the. When the when the state of California goes after Black Lives Matter for not for not obeying the law when it right. comes to a nonprofit, uh, that isn't like a, a conservative red state going after them. And you might say, well, that's politics. Right. Uh, then they got problems. I, I think they got uh, somewhere 70, 80 million or more dollars, and and they've got people who have no experience at all with dealing with that kind of money. Right. And uh, so it's, other states are coming in too, wanting to know 
Indiana. So, 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 so back to the original uh, story here, Amazon smiles, which is part of Amazon has Mm -hmm. said they're cutting off black lives matter as a charity that people can donate to through purchasing Amazon products, uh, because of the, uh, the no because there's been no accountability for where the money's gone and then you had associated with that one of the three founders of black lives matter remember she went on a uh, she went on a real estate binge that's patrice oh, colors yeah. she bought her three houses last yeah. year huh in la she bought one in an all-white neighborhood yeah but huh? she said it wasn't blm money but i think <laughs> it was part of her quote-unquote salary that she yeah, used. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was ironic. She's, uh, or at least a predominantly white neighborhood. She bought her a big fancy house out in Hollywood. Yeah. Huh? That's that's uh, suffering. I'm for shocked. The, suffering for the cause there. <laughs> huh? Anyway, uh, so Ray, any thoughts on this situation here? With well, I, I yeah. think that I think the real surprise is that Amazon, I who know. generally only scrutinizes to the right and right. not to the left. They BLM must have become very egregiously sloppy with their finances for Amazon to take a step like this because they will turn a blind eye to people on the left for their hijinks and misappropriation and so on. So anyway, it's a stunning yeah. move, and uh, it must mean this is very, very serious trouble BLM is in. Well, and I, I would guess that part, at least part of the reason why Amazon Smiles is doing this is because they probably have their own legal obligations. Oh, sure. Right. They can right. only give to legitimate nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there may be some tax issues for Amazon. And so, what's th- going to be the big deal is if the IRS strips them of their nonprofit status. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't heard anything about that. I've just heard various states that are going after. Black Lives Matter, but... Uh, I don't know that a Biden administration IRS would go after Black Lives Matter, but that would be interesting given that California and its Democrats in office are you know, telling BLM, hey, you got to come forth with all your information. If the yeah. IRS does go after them, I think what they would do is they would say, you have 90 days to clean up your act. In other words, well, they're, they're not going to get... Extensions right. are available. Right. Yes, extensions, right, right. all that. <laughs> that right. That's probably true, and, and, they, and the IRS does does do that. With, yes. Not, they, they do that with a lot of groups uh, right. who are, you know, give, sure. ex, give extensions and, yeah. and so forth. But, uh, all right, Chris, next story. Well, uh, I tell you what, let's uh, mention this. Uh, Associated Press, uh, in recent days, um, they said they're going to be hiring two dozen new journalists across the world to cover uh, climate change. And uh, they're going to pay for this with help from philanthropic, that's a hard word to say, philanthropic grants. So people donating money to the AP is going to be used to pay people to cover climate change. That's kind of interesting because a lot of these philanthropic really efforts not, Chris. are people, well, these people donating money are those that are concerned about climate change. So therefore, they're getting the nation's largest news service to cover climate change from their perspective and that's a big concern because small newspapers, small TV stations yeah. literally copy and paste what the AP says, and that's what goes so out to the people. So this is bought and paid for is what you're saying. It's sure. checkbook journalism. Yeah. The fix is in. Yeah. Right? So they're not going to get stories calling into question the whole idea of no, climate change. No. no Absolutely not. Because that's not what these philanthropic organizations paid for. Absolutely right. not. I do yeah, have I some I see, what, yeah. I see what you guys are doing here. Yeah. You want to Tim... You're trying to bait me to say in filling. 
<laughs> Philanthropic? Yeah. You want it? You just want to look over we're, here? We're waiting. I, we're I waiting. stumbled what you, over it myself. What do you think? What do you no, think about just, this story? Yeah, what do you think, Tim? Tell, tell us what I, you I think. I see what you're yeah. doing here. You want Tim to butcher a word, <laughs> uh, which I can do quite well. Chris, next time you're going to do a word like that, give me advance notice so that I can practice well, before I, I go on the radio. I butchered the Lutheran bishop's yeah. name, and now I can't say that. No, that, I, so. that is a, uh, a good point you mm. make there. But yes, that was is. that was a Finnish name. That's That's Finnish. Right. Tim, this word's just in English. <laughs> it probably has roots in some other Your language. own language, Tim. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Trophic. <laughs> I do have some audio, though. Uh, this is uh, Mark Morano of what, what are we Depot. hearing now? What are we about to hear? This is Mark Morano, a skeptic of catastrophic man-made climate change, talking to AFN about the AP taking grant money to cover climate change. Clip five. This is a new form of checkbook journalism. The old form of checkbook journalism is where you paid uh, people for information and interviews, uh, you know, like a celebrity interview or some exclusive, and that was frowned upon for journalistic ethics. But now this new form is where essentially you do the bidding of billionaires or billionaire foundations or climate activist foundations. And they give you money. You hire the largest expansion in AP's climate history, set up a whole new desk, and you write stories that make your donors happy. This fake news is what's going to be passed as AP Associated Press climate news uh, reports. One other thing to point out here about the Associated Press is they're massive, and nothing comes close to competing with them. There are a couple of other services out there, Reuters, again, another hard name to say, uh, but it, it's nothing compared to what the AP offers. And well, so they're like, well, you know, you don't have to I, pay I us. I think, generally speaking, the mainstream media is treating uh, global warming slash climate change as a fact, mm -hmm. and it's man-made mm -hmm. as a fact, and therefore, that's that's the lens they frame all their stories yeah. through. I, I occasionally get to listen to British Broadcasting Company, mm -hmm. their news and their coverage, and National Public Radio in America. It's it's all one sided. Oh yeah. There, there there's not any debate about whether climate change is man made and that it's destroying our planet. So uh, I don't believe that. And I think there's a lot of scientists. There are a lot of scientists who would dispute that, but mm -hmm. not the mainstream. They're uh, getting the COVID treatment. Right. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.